You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Uh, it's rolling great. I, this, we're almost done. We really, the first time ever, we like we're ahead. I shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch, but we uh, are on pace. You know, we took a day or two off. Like, we're on pace to still finish. We're doing well. I'm impressed. Yeah, I hate when you make these references because the order these come out has no correlation to the order in which we record. Fair them. enough, but they're also like unless this is coming out tonight, we're you know we're on the already on the back. Yeah. Now. Also, by the way, um, I don't know what the hell's going on with our feed right now. We got all kinds of technicians working on it. Oh yeah, that's oh. a disaster. We're gonna end up like losing money on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm okay paying people. I just want them to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So yeah. we're here today to talk about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have not won a playoff game in 25 years they've made the playoffs two of the last three years and the question is uh is this the start of something new uh are they going to be a frequent playoff team can they actually win a playoff game for the first time in the aforementioned 25 years and i gotta admit that um i have really swung wildly dramatically over the last few weeks about how i feel about that so keith why don't we get into that the buffalo bills ranked number 14 in our cumulative rankings the listeners have them at 10 Uncle Kibi has them at 10. My rankings that I did before we started, I had the Bills all the way down at 21. However, I should let you know that I redid my rankings uh, last night after having completed my research on all 32 teams, which is not something that I had done before we had started. And in my new rankings, I have the Bills all the way at 14. So they jumped seven spots, which is seven spots, the biggest jump that any team made. And so I'm guessing that if we put a 14 in there instead of a 21, uh, you know what? It actually makes, yeah, the Bills would only move up one spot. They move from 14 to 13 because as it is right now, we have a huge drop between 13 and 14, and they would um, they would jump our 13th uh, ranked team. So they move up one spot. So they're between 13 and 14 either way. Uh, but you and the listeners much higher. You guys, both of them at 10. A number of listeners have them even higher than that. So is this team like a lock for the playoffs? What am I missing? Okay, I've been thinking about the Bills. We didn't know we were going to podcast about them, but I've, I've been doing Bills research. Well, I did, but yeah. What? I did. The, but okay. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. You, I just said, which team are we doing when we turn on the mics and you said the bills. Yeah. I, I am the, my hardest decision when we make our predictions next week is are the bills or the Patriots going to win the division? Cause it's not going to be the jets who are the worst thing in the NFL and getting worse every day. And it's not going to be Miami unless two was, you know, top seven quarterback, but the bills are really good. 
I'm 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 now getting so nervous that the Bills are maybe a tier up even. I say nervous because they're in my division. Like that maybe the Bills are I don't know a top ten team, but like I think I think they might well, be better you than have, the you have them at ten, so that would make them a top ten team. I know. I, I like I was down on them for a lot of the preseason, but now like I don't know. I they don't have a lot of holes. They're they've got a lot of depth. They're a veteran team. There's it's weird. They're sort of like a win now team, even though they have a young quarterback. I don't yeah, know. Where do you, a- where do you want to start? Well, how about let's start with Josh Allen. Where do you have Josh Allen last year? Where do you have him ranked? Where, what, what are your Josh Allen takes? So, okay, here's my Josh Allen takes. Um, you know, first of all, John Brown's a good receiver. They just added uh, Stefan Diggs. It's put up or shut up time. He's, I think he's one of these guys because he's pretty good in, in fantasy. People get confused into thinking that he's better than he is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's at least what he's been so far in his career has been a very bad quarterback. Yeah, when it comes to the skills that a quarterback requires, such as, you know, throwing a football accurately. Um, again, he does have, he does have a weapon with his legs last year. I had him in my, I had him as the 15th best quarterback last year. I had him, um, his CQBR plus was 99.5. So he was literally perfectly NFL average. And that was basically because he was a very bad thrower, uh, 58% completion percentage, literally the worst of all, um, 32 starting quarterbacks last year, the worst, worse than everybody. Um, his yards per attempt of 6.7 was better than only uh, Mitch Trubisky and Daniel Jones and Andy Dalton and Mason Rudolph. So he was a 28th in yards per attempt, 32nd in completion percentage, but he had nine rushing touchdowns and over 500 yards rushing. The nine rushing touchdowns is not really a sustainable thing. You know, you look at running backs who have done that, uh, quarterbacks who have done that in the past, the next year they end up with zero or two. So mm-hmm. um, he, he, I will say this. I'll give him credit. He has improved a lot on shorter routes, routes, but he is the least accurate quarterback in the league by far down the field and he's still a turnover machine and so i think that like his stats will have to be better this year his passing stats just because he has Diggs and john brown which is you know we'll discuss it but one of the best receiving cores in the league but so his numbers are going to go better but on a pass for pass basis what evidence we have is he's improved he hasn't really improved in his first two years john brown by the way here's a stat he has been open on 77.1 percent of his targets over the last two years the best rate in the nfl well, now he's not even the number one receiver on the team. Well, I, I so Kaba think- if he's always open when he was the number one receiver, now that they've yeah. in their side, these guys are wide open. And, and, and for whatever reason, maybe I don't know if he's good at running routes or getting separation or whatever. And unfortunately, his quarterback just cannot hit the broad side of a barn. So you're saying this team is really good. You know, we thought that when Mitch Trubisky in his second season put up a bunch of sort of unsustainable running numbers and we thought, oh, he's really good. And then he obviously reverted last year. I don't see any evidence yet that Josh Allen can be an NFL quarterback when it comes to throwing the football. Okay. I'm not disagreeing, but I do think that this is the perfect team for him. He's got two deep threats. Dig supposedly. Uh, well, no, but that, that's the opposite of a perfect team. He, he, deep threats is the one thing he can't do. His short game, he's better finding Cole Beasley. But they Beasley. were saying that Diggs is better at tracking like, mediocre deep passes Maybe. down. Yeah. Than uh, Cole Beasley is a, is a good slot guy. Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie, I think I saw, had like the most screen yards in the league for a wide receiver or something like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. th- those guys. And they draft the two guys, too. Those guys, Allen, can hit all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't get a lot of their tight ends in the passing game, but I think they're all pretty good blockers. Yeah. You know, they, they Devin Singletary was, was pretty good last year. Great at breaking tackles. Zach Moss, they took in the third round this year. So I think he's like a Devin Singletary clone. Uh, PFF, ranking every uh, college running back since 2014, has Singletary and Moss second and third in the most missed tackles. 
So they got a couple of dynamic guys in the backfield. It's interesting. Singletary is not, I don't know exactly where he's going fantasy wise. I don't remember off the top of my head. Certainly not in the first round. Oh, but of course not. Yeah. He looked so good. And if you, if you gave him a job, like you flip him to Philly, uh, like he's going at least as high as Miles Sanders. Well, yeah, but the problem is when you're on a team that drafted you in the third round, you had a pretty good season, and then they draft an identical player in the third round the next year. From yeah. a fantasy perspective, you know, it's hard to predict it either way. No, one but Singles, Singletary's a good player. Yeah, the Singletary Moss, uh, TJ Yeldon shot, but like the Singletary yeah. Moss combo is going to be really good. It's not a team with a lot of holes. Like the, the offensive line, you know, like Winter's kind of mediocre for the Jets. The tackles aren't super, you know, uh, uh, Cody Ford, not a super duper star, right? Tackle, but like it's, it's, it's a well above average line. There's just, there really aren't a ton of holes other than the fact that the quarterback is very inaccurate, which is obviously uh, yeah, uh, a big deal. But again, two to 53, this is an elite team. I mean, the, the issue is that this division is so bad, right? That mm-hmm. they should be able to, as long as Josh Allen can, you know, even repeat what he did last year they'd probably go nine and seven again and that could win the division that's really what the argument is here Mm -hmm. um i mean their defense has basically improved three years in a row uh are we done talking about the offense what do do you have any takes on their offensive line uh the offensive line is good i I just wanted to Uh, say uh, it was very very bad i would say now it's like mediocre Deion dawkins their left tackle he's he's pretty good everyone else is average cody ford was a rookie last year he was not good at right tackle um, can I just say something before we talk about the offensive line? Yeah. The the I, I'm I'm going to make a prediction right now. Okay. The Bills are definitely going to be in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I uh, would love to make a bet on that. Can we make a bet right now? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred crime bucks. A hundred what bucks? Crime bucks. You never watched Where in the World's Carmen San Diego? I mean, our friend Noah Besden was he your friend? I don't know. Was on it, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what crime. Ayolon Eliach was on. Yes, it. he was on it as well. That's true. I went to law school with him. Um, I haven't stayed in touch. The yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, the Bills are definitely going to make the playoffs. That's crazy. You're because it's almost fifty-fifty. There's seven out of sixteen teams. Uh, so you do have the better end of that deal in the sense that nine teams don't make the playoffs and they're not. They don't have fifty percent chance odds-wise. But this is a playoff team. Yeah, you just hate Josh. Do you just hate Josh Allen? I have them at less than fifty percent chance to make the playoffs. So. Mm. I, I might. I think I'm going to pick them to win the division. Okay. Um, let's talk about the defense for a second. So the defense has mm-hmm. gotten better each of the last three years. It's a legitimately very good defense. Not the pass rush, not so great. I think who's the best pass rusher? Jerry Hughes. I mean, it could end up being at Oliver. Well, okay. So that yeah, they have a lot of turnover here. So um, Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, AJS, uh, Epinesa, their first round pick are all in. Shaq Lawson, Lorenzo Alexander, Jordan Phillips out. The biggest question is, at Oliver, can he take a big step in 2020? If he takes a big step this year, I would say that they are going to have a good pass rush. But, you know, well, I'll be sick because, the, like we've talked about, the Jets picked a, a D lineman before him in um, Quinn Williams, and, and Quinn Williams has been useless. Even in training camp, Quinn Williams yeah. hasn't been popping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At Oliver, I was, I was pretty high in at Oliver, and now I'm not. Yeah, I mean they 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 need they need something right. If Jerry Hughes is your best pass rusher, that's not great. Their uh, their their linebackers, I think, had the most missed tackles in the NFL last year, so that's not great either. But their secondary is really good. Tre'Davious White is a superstar. Um, mm-hmm. They signed Josh Norman for the other side. He was Norman was bad that. last year. Yeah, yeah really for bad. sure. Yeah, I would rather have uh, Levi Wallace honestly than Norman. Uh, You'd rather t- have Levi Wallace than Norman. Yeah, I think he, yeah. Starting on the other side, um, 
Their yeah, safety, Levi will also play. Their safeties, Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer, you know, maybe after Minnesota, the best pair of safeties in the league. Very good. Both very good safeties. Yeah, excellent. The, the secondary is yeah. excellent. Basically, they play the zone scheme, and it's just they're, they're very good at pass coverage. Um, Taron Johnson's not so great. They're, they're the slot corner. But, um, you know, it just – I just I – don't, I don't know. I don't love this team because I just – I don't trust Josh. I don't trust Josh Allen at all. I think that they're the worst division in football, but the over-under is nine. I'm taking that under. All right, let's let's do the schedule game then. All right, we're like seven minutes into the podcast, but all right, let's uh, let's play some schedule game. So, am I making the picks or are you making the picks? Uh you make the picks. All right, okay. Start at home against your Jets. That's a win. Uh, no, they're going to lose thirty-four nothing. No, they're going to win. I, yeah. Can I tell at, you something about I'm the Jets? At right the now? Schedule, boy, they have an easy schedule. <laughs> yeah, can I tell you something about the, the the what's happening with the Jets right now? Yeah, the. The Jets, I, I, would, I would say earnestly after today, I'd say their top eight receivers are all injured. Okay. Like, they don't have anybody who, should make, who would make a good team. Okay. So, I, um, I'm a little nervous about the receiving card. What about that guy that no one ever heard of that we talked about? We put an over-under of a 24-and-a-half career catches. Who is that guy again? Oh, uh, he's already injured. Lawrence Cager, he's already oh, injured. Oh, yeah, Cager. All right. All right, so are you asking me these games? All right, so they start 1-0. All right, at Miami. I think if they go three and one against the Jets and the Dolphins, that's successful. So I'm going to say they're going to lose here. Okay, fine. So the, and listen, there's going to be fans in the crowd, right? Twelve thousand fans in Miami or whatever. I don't know how that does, but yeah. All right, uh, all right, hosting the Rams. Hmm. This is a good game. Yes, they host both LA teams. Yeah. Um, I'll say they, I'll say they beat the Rams, but this could go either way, obviously. They, now, they got the better end of the West Coast schedule compared to teams like the Jets and uh, I forget if the Dolphins or the Patriots got the better because they, they don't have to go to L.A. or Seattle. So those are the three longest possible trips they're not doing. Okay. Uh, because they're playing both West. The East are, the AFC East is playing both West this year. So their, their trips are I mean, to they're Vegas. Go, they're going to Vegas, they're going to Arizona, they're going to San Francisco. Yeah, but, but like there's the, the other teams in this, in this division are, are, have like two-hour-longer flights. Right. Um, okay, okay, so two, so one and two, you have them losing to the Rams, right? No, I have them two and one. I oh, two and one. Be, okay, at yeah. Vegas, at Tennessee, the next two weeks. Um, can they win one of those? I mean, those teams are sort of similar to them. These are the teams that are sort of fighting for a wild card in the AFC. Teams that can win anywhere between seven and nine games. I'll say they split those. They'll lose. They'll beat Vegas, lose to Tennessee. So three and okay. two. I hope someone's tracking this and could see like when we predicted. You know, yeah. both teams to win or both teams to yeah. lose the same game. All right, Thursday night football at home against KC. Right, three and loss. two Bills, five and zero oh Chiefs, and the Chiefs win. All right, fine. Yeah. Three and three uh, at the Jets. Uh, that will be a win. Four and three hosting New England. I'll say they split with the Pats, so that's a win. Okay, five and three hosting the Seahawks. Mm, that's a loss. At Arizona, it's probably a loss also. Five and five going to the bye. They host the Chargers. And by the way, it gets much harder after the bye. So. Yeah, much harder. All right, let's say they beat well, the Well, it gets harder before the bye. After yeah. the Jets, it gets hard, basically. I mean, I guess if you think the Pats yeah. are bad. Uh, hosting the Chargers, five and five. They win, six and five. Uh, at the Niners on Monday Night Football. That's a loss, six and six. Hosting the Steelers on what it would now be Sunday Night Football. Yeah, so either they, uh, they're playing Pittsburgh at home at Denver. I'll say they split those. Okay, so, fine. Seven and seven. 
seven and seven now must win. They have to they have to knock off the Pats and the and the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, they're not the next the Pats. So they lose the Pats seven. And they eight lose eight. on Monday Night Football and, and then they, they beat, beat the, the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah, so eight and eight. eight. I think eight and eight's fine. I think they're an eight and eight team. And that's one. And I gave them a couple of wins. You know, winning at Las Vegas that's not necessarily easy. So uh, there's a couple others I gave them. So I would True, say, but they're, yeah, they're gonna have to do some business against a very good. Their second half of their schedule is tough. If they're not six and two, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, because they they have to do they have to do business against the NFC West. They also get. From the AFC Central, they get Pittsburgh, which is a relatively tough matchup. I mean, then, from week five until week 16, yeah, their only easy games are uh, against the Jets. The Raiders might are probably bad. At the Raiders is, you know, I don't know. The Raiders aren't good, but the Raiders aren't terrible. And I said, anyways, I said from week five, the Raiders are in week four. At Tennessee, Kansas City, Patriots, Seahawks, at Arizona, uh, yeah, Los Angeles, games. at San Francisco, AFC Pittsburgh, at Denver, at New England. It's actually a tough start. It just it starts really easy. They got to be mm-hmm. five and one or something like that. Yeah, so, I would agree. I, 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 eight, I, you eight, have to be four and one going to the Chiefs game, yeah. or five and two, I'd say, after the second Jack game. I have them at eight five and eight, and I have them leaning towards seven and nine before nine and seven. So it's funny because I raised my over under from twenty one all the way to fourteen on them, or excuse me, my power ranking on them, uh, which implies mm-hmm. I really liked them. But I, I think uh, I think they're slightly under five hundred team. I'm pounding that under. The truth is, when I'm looking at my power rankings, from like 11 to 25, anything can happen. It's such a mishmash. I think like 11 to 31. Mm, there's a few bad teams. Who's bad besides the Jets? I don't know why you hate the, the Jets Raiders? so much. Okay, well, the Jaguars are openly trying to lose. The Jaguars are the, who's the be- Okay, if you like the Jets, who's the best player on the Jets? Like we talked about on the Jets podcast. No, but the Jets are the, try- trying to the lose. The only players on the Jets who have made or even deserved to make a Pro Bowl are... The starting and backup running backs, neither of whom has been their better running, you know, their best running back until I get it that you hate the Jets. Okay, but Jacksonville's worse. bad. Washington yeah, Jack- Washington is worse. Yeah. Carolina's worse. Actively Cincinnati's worse. Or I mean, maybe might be good off the yeah, bat. Okay, fine. So that that's five bad teams. The Giants, that's six bad teams. The Dolphins, maybe not, you know, so the, so that's my tier. There's seven teams that have less than a twenty percent chance of making the playoffs. Okay. Those seven teams. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the four best teams in the league, which are Baltimore, KC, New Orleans, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then I would say from five to, mm, I don't know, I, I would say from five to, from five to f- 13, I'd say, is where I have another tier, tier two, the teams that could be contenders or, you know, could be nine and seven. And then from 14 to, I guess, 14 to 25 is the next tier. So 14 to 25, Buffalo's at the top of that tier, along with Tennessee and the Rams, Arizona, Atlanta, Cleveland, Houston, Chargers, Denver, Detroit, Chicago, Vegas. All those teams are very similar to me. They, they could go 10 and 6. They could go 6 and 10. Eh. Uh, the Bills are 20. Wait, who's the top, your but... worst team in the, in the tier before that? Like, who's your 13 again? Well, I don't think we've, we haven't done that podcast yet. So. Oh, okay. I wouldn't yeah. want to spoil anybody that it's the <laughs> Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, that's my guess. Should we tell people what we haven't done yet? Um, what what does the team that goes last? What kind of prize do they get? Goes last in what? Like the team that we do thirty second. Oh, did you hear Rob's idea for next year? What do you think about his idea? I don't know, but apparently in this draft that's happening, Rob just drafted Le'Veon Bell, as you mentioned his name. Are you watching the draft? No, but someone just messaged classic Rob drafting Le'Veon Bell. Is well, Rob is technically doing a podcast, I think tonight, <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I have not, I have not heard he gave him his pick of all the divisions. This is what he picked. So, 
yeah. Well, he doesn't have a lot of choice because there's Big Brother on on this. Anyway, yeah. Um. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Why well, just asked that? What was my question? I don't know. Something about who goes last. Oh, oh, okay. So Rob's idea, his pitch oh, for us, okay. was next year we start with the best team and work down. Yeah, but that loses all momentum because nobody cares about the 32nd team. Right? Interesting. Nobody, mm-hmm. no, nobody's well, his idea was, and, and we actually got around it this year, was that a lot of times we're like rushing by the end or like the last few teams are literally, the season's already started, right? Because we do 32 before Sunday. Maybe next yeah. year we do 32 until the Thursday. And we started well, a we're early. supposed to, but that involves getting prepared earlier and we weren't ready. So we weren't ready, but we still flew. It just, it's hard to get momentum like in late July. To yeah, it was even the first few weeks. It was like the first few episodes. Like, I can't believe I care. Now I'm yeah. fully pumped. Yeah, well, I am. I mean, my, my team, you know, just got an elite pass rusher. And then they also kept their tackle after saying all day that they were going to release him, which would have been a disaster. So I'm very. Are you doing an in person? So you're famous AYFFL fantasy league. You're you always lie and say it's like you're 42, even though it's you're like eight. And then. You're eight. Um, what are you talking about? I'm just messing. In the current iteration, it's since 2003, but it's a continuation of our high school league. Like half the league is, you know, from our class in high school. So. What you do when you were all like stretched across the country? You still did a draft? Yeah, we yeah. are stretched across the country. We have people in Florida. We have people in Maryland. We have people. So what are you doing? Are, are you going to have people come to your house and like do it outside? Social distancing, baby. Yeah, in the yard. Mm-hmm. Now you famously used to make people come to the auction, and if they didn't come, they had to send the proxy. You yeah, calm down yeah, from yeah. that rule. No, everybody's right? there. Well, no, one person won't be live because he lives in Florida, and yeah, we're not making him send a proxy during COVID times. So we'll have eleven people there in person. I can't believe you. So you've really softened in your old age, honestly. Because I don't force Steen to find. I mean, he would probably could. Yoni Wiesel would show up for Steen. I'm sure he does all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we now this year, the, anyway. the last couple of years, you've tried to guilt me also, into being in this league. Yeah, let's be honest. Not guilt you. No, you were begging to be in the league. What are you talking about? I was not begging. I literally said no. You were. You guys were trying to trick me and force me to be in the league. Mm, yeah, I have a very different memory of that. But the only thing I remember defending you is some people said, oh, he's not allowed in the league. He's not going to come to the draft. And I said, I'm not going to punish someone's Zionism. And, you know, um, the, the other thing, the reason I guess we're easier this year about Steen is, look, everybody's used to doing Zooms this year, right? 2020 has been the year of the Zoom. So to say that, you know, you can't do anything else in person, but you got to fly from Miami to uh, to New Jersey for your fantasy league. I think that's a little bit extreme. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. All right, but yeah, I do think you've gotten a little soft back in the day. Never. Well, honestly, I, I kind of root. I, I don't. I enjoy the camaraderie of chatting with these guys. I don't really need fantasy football anymore. I'm dumb over fantasy football. You're all, you have too many kids that care about fantasy football. Too many charts. Too many podcasts. But yeah, I mean, it's just too many survivor things. Honestly, fantasy football is so dumb, and and I, it's just it. it uh, because I, I, I can't not give in 100% effort. And right. So- you do give 10,000%. You need to make, you need to get the, win the trade trophy and make 35. Yeah, trades. exactly. So that's why I like these leagues, like the 32 fans leagues, where you're not allowed to trade. Yeah, that is a good league. Uh, people, people have asked. So the 32 fans league, which is probably league, which means when you are done, uh, if you have the lowest scoring, if you're the lowest scoring team one week, you're essentially eliminated. It's a little more complicated than that, but for the sake of, uh, brevity you're basically done when you have uh, what you like you could be eliminated and then your team just gets frozen so people always ask me what if we were allowed to vulture the players on the zombie teams yeah what do you think no. about that because no. every team turns into an all-star team it's too yeah every team becomes but but there's so much now this year i would fat. say it's necessary because with covid there might be like half the teams out every week we these guys know. might actually be zombies yeah we have really no idea what's going to happen with fantasy it might be total chaos. it is true it is true 
like we're talking about pools and stuff like is I, I do think there's going to be less excitement i don't know then people like if it's good people are going to be mad like um week two like why didn't i participate in, in more fantasy leagues and things like that the only thing is like we haven't really seen football i know there's been one uh, one college game at this point we haven't really seen football without fans how do you think f- no fan football is going to be affected versus no fan basketball which we're like sort of used to if you've been watching any of the nba bubble We've gotten plenty of no fan hockey if you're into it, and obviously we've got a full season going of, of no fan baseball. How do so, you think that's going to be different? And uh, yeah. by the way, adding that some of the stadiums, like if there are twelve thousand people, it won't be much different. Like the, the stadiums, Miami. Yeah. Jerry Jones, it was just a report that came out while we've been talking. He's planning on filling the whole stadium, basically. Jerry Jones. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think that football, the fans have less of an impact on the game than in any other sport, and I don't even think it's close because in basketball. You're literally on top of the game, right? I mean, the players are interacting with fans. In baseball also, on fly balls, things like that. Jeffrey Meyer, of course, being an extreme example. Same thing. And even in hockey, you know, you look right through the, you know, you check a guy into the boards and there's fans right there pounding on the other side of the glass. But um, football, other than, you know, jumping into the end zone after a touchdown, the fans and the players have no interaction during the game. They're the farthest away from each other. So I really don't think it matters as much. And you can pump in the artificial – the artificial sounds have been great in baseball. Honestly, you watch a baseball game, and auto, in terms of the audio experience, it's no different as, as, as it was any other year. Yeah, Visually. I was watching a Met game uh, early in the year that was on Fox, uh, you know, Big Fox. Yeah. And the, they forgot on the version I was watching it on, they forgot, which might have been online, they were unable to pump in the noise, the fan noise for an inning. And it's shocking. Yeah. Like, you need the fan noise. It, it was the cringiest. It's crazy because it was the Fox announcers. It was Darling and I forget who. Maybe Tom Brenneman? I don't know. And um, the, you literally, like, it was every pause is so accentuated when there's no fan. So you really, like, people don't love the noise, and sometimes it's inappropriate. Like, there's, like, too much booing up front of a lot of them when there's a pickoff. Like, nobody boos that much on a pickoff. Uh, and it's, like, a very specific boo also that's, like, they're just playing the same five sounds. But the, the ambient crowd noise, you totally need. I, I've thought it's very good. I have no issue with it. People like to complain about it because people like to complain. But uh, watching baseball is very enjoyable. I've been doing it a lot. I mean, my team has lost six games in a row, which in a 60-game season is a disaster. But... Are you more inclined to say that this is going to be viewed as a legitimate season? <laughs> Depends how my team does. If my team loses to a, a seven seed in the playoffs, or if my team mm-hmm. is a seven seed in the playoffs, then I'll say no. But if my team is a top three seed and goes to the World Series and wins, I will say it's completely legitimate. So I will yeah. be completely do you self-interested think the and are hypocritical. Be, are the awards going to be viewed as illegitimate, the MVP Cy Young? I mean, it's just the same thing. It's a smaller sample size, right? So mm-hmm. is it illegitimate? I mean, Jacob know, DeGrom going to win the Cy Young with like three wins? <laughs> How many did he have last year? Like seven? Yeah, not, not much more. Yeah. His third straight Cy Young. Not a huge difference. Um, did we get bombed? No. We, we still got like seven minutes to go here. Are you, there's no chance we have seven minutes. Are you yeah, sure? We started at like 8.04. Are you positive? I mean, I looked, I at, like, I looked at my watch a, a minute after we started, and it was 8.05. So maybe it was two minutes after, maybe it was 8.03. Uh, we can't be talking about this. Sammy's going to be very upset. We're, no, who cares? We're, we, Sammy listens to all 32 of these? I don't know, but we need more content. We need six more minutes of content. So what else you got? Speaking of needing me? content, Sammy messaged us and said, can we like play one of your podcasts on his feed? Oh, I don't need know. our content. I don't know what's talking about, I, but yeah, he, I said fine. Did you see the person who tweeted that they were listening to the hundred greatest TV shows of all time that we recorded four years ago, 
And I have no idea what the context was because they only uh, posted on Twitter the two-second clip. But I said, there's no chance anyone would binge 32 seasons of Survivor. That's insane. That was four yeah. years ago when there was only 32 Cole, seasons. Cold takes exposed. Yeah. <laughs> you meant, I, yeah, you meant 30, 30. Why would you stop at 32? Yeah, of course. That's what I meant. I was looking into the future. It is hilarious. Try and telling 2016 me what I'd be doing in 2020. But then again, telling anybody what was happening in 2020, four years ago, they wouldn't have believed you. So someone also said during our Greatest Living Americans podcast, the whole time we kept talking about uh, President Hillary and a uh, first gentleman bill. Um, so. Yeah, we were. All right, here we're going to play the roster game, okay? I'm uh, going to give you 45 seconds to Google as much as you can about no, I'm not one guy. Guys. I don't care. Yes, we have to. People want the roster game. I've been getting complaints. Why have there not been enough? Give me the name of a person roster. who made such a complaint. Because I'm going to kick them out of the Patreon group. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to dox people for, for liking what they like. Yeah, because you're making things up. All right. All right, here we go. Who is – pick a number from 0 to 100, actually. Uh, 74. Oh, perfect. Who uh, is Tommy Sweeney? Uh, he's a guy from Southie who likes to get in bar fights. No, I want you to Google Tommy Sweeney. Give me 30 seconds of what you could find about Tommy Sweeney. Tommy Sweeney on the Bills? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so unsurprisingly, he's a tight end. Uh, he's, he's not from Southie. He's from Ramsey, New Jersey. Okay. So, um, he... Was he drafted? I'm just reading his... Uh... He was drafted in the seventh round, 228th overall last year. So almost, okay. and almost Mr. Relevant. Okay, and Get... what did he do? You, what did you break? This could be good. You broke the window? Right. Oh, boy. That's expensive. Why are you out of your beds an hour after bedtime? Get back into bed now. All right, let's go to 730. That's pretty good. Get... No, I can't fix it. I can fix your tissues with potches. Oh, man. What a disaster. Kobe, Kobe has broken his bed a chair, his door, all in the last 24 hours, and now a window. Is he, like, uh, is he a big-time klutz? No. Well, I mean, he's broken his arm twice, so maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. He's, he's like, the, my son, my, he's like my the least physical of all my children, so I don't know why everything's getting broken in his room. But moment. maybe, yeah, maybe he's not coordinating because my, my wife like, took the kids hiking a lot this whole summer, and then as they were coming to the car yesterday, like school started today on the, September 1st, as they yeah. were coming back to the car, uh, my son tripped, fell, and got needed a bunch of stitches. By the way, Tommy Sweeney did go to Boston College, so I was partially right. Yeah, I mean, listen, if your name is Tommy Sweeney, yeah. you're, they, you know, you're a grandfather in. You don't have, even have to apply. Yeah, his 40-yard dash time school. was 483, which is a synonym right. can just be. Probably why he was almost Mr. Relevant. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, he's, uh, he's on a team, so that's not bad. Last year, he was on the pup list, though. Or is he on the pup list now? I can't tell. I think he's on the pup list right now. Uh, okay, just like a Joe Pup Flacco. Uh, by the way, uh, so Robbie Sesternino, I guess nobody calls him Robbie, do they? I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe his mom or his wife. So he know. takes Le'Veon Bell. Did you, is, are we sure that Le'Veon Bell is going to be on this team, that he's not going to get cut at some point? I mean, there is it's a all the rage to cut your Bell. veteran running backs when they ask for money. Well, listen, Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, we're talking today, he claims that his agent claims he's not looking for a trade, but he's really in a no-win situation. He can't. I mean, he's in a win situation. He's going to make a lot of money, but like, the what, let's do a challenge trade. We'll trade you Bell for Camara. What do you say if you're a Saints fan? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that the the issue the issue is the the, the Camara is making two million or whatever last year of his rookie contract. Yeah. And the problem is that Bell is making uh, seven figures. Sixteen. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not seven idea. figures. 
Yeah. Do you mean eight figures? Michael, Michael Pineda off of yeah eight figures. Michael Pineda off of suspension. His uh, debut game today gave up two runs in the first inning. Not great. For the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I'm, I'm really giving up on this team. Season's I should give you uh, like five names for the guy starting for the Mets tonight and see if you could pick the, the right guy. Okay, yeah, do that. Give me four fake names. No, it's impossible. Him. His name's Ariel Gerardo or Gerardo. I've never heard of him before. He gave up. I, he's pitching against the great Baltimore Orioles, and he immediately uh, gave up a three-run homer in the first inning. Well, it's I mean, a lineup like the Orioles, how can you not? Ariel Gerardo, he's a boxer. No, Ariel Gerardo with a J, J U R A D O. Who's this guy? Um, he's a Panamanian professional baseball player pitching for the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. Previously, he's played Mariano. Ru- I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, Ariel Gerardo. Oh God, I hate this. Is a, this is probably our best episode yet. Yeah, I I, I don't know. We well, you had no preparation, I guess. You didn't know we were doing the bills till we started. I did not know we were doing. I had bills, bills notes, but um. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to hang up. I don't even know if we've been bombed yet, but I got to go see what my kids did upstairs. All right. I can't even go to sleep. All right. Bye. Bye. Wait, hello. Yeah. Oh, now that we're done recording, I actually have something very funny to tell you. Um, so Jen says to me yesterday, she comes home. And- When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.